Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey podcast, where we share how functional core rehab can actually change your life. We share the stories of clients and professionals who have done Tummy Team programs, and we share so much more than that. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm passionate about helping people find profound healing beyond the physical healing, but also emotional healing to be strong and pain-free for the life they were meant to live. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. This is Kelly Dean, and today I'm going to be talking to you about the functional component of core rehab. And we bring this up quite often in our interviews, and I've done a couple other podcasts about it, but we are on the verge of launching our new course called Functional Core. It's an advanced course taking our clients that have gone through our basic core foundations or floor of your core or even a prenatal core training courses, kind of our basic um, foundational rehab courses on the next step of their rehab journey is one of the options is to do our functional core course. And we had for a long time a course called core integrations. And it was basically how I described it was all the other stuff in my head kind of poured out into this course and, you know, people could go through it at kind of their own pace um, over six months. And it was just, you know, people could kind of dig deeper into any particular area, like if it was neutral rib cage or neutral pelvis or the breathing or, you know, um, getting back into some of the activities they want to do or more time on the stretches. And it really was a self-directed course. And as much as that course had just a ton of information, we found that clients weren't really successful using the course and the content was great. But after having the structure of our week by week approach in all of our other courses, even though people complain about it, and even though people say, I just want to move ahead, I just want to work on the things I need to work on. Um, The reality is people do best with that structure, with that consistent, you're going to work on this, and then we're going to work on this. And having, um, you know, a guideline of of what, what direction you can go. And so based on that kind of knowledge and that feedback of how our clients really need the next step of the functional integration component, that seems to be the piece at the end of the rehab stage that everybody really grasps that they need more of in their life. And it's the truth. Really, if you think about the core and the pelvic floor muscles are primarily slow twitch endurance structural muscles, right? They're designed for all day activation, to support your posture, your digestion, your respiration. They create the stability in your core around your spine and your pelvis and your rib cage to allow for the mobility of your arms and legs for all the things you wanna do in your life. So in our rehab process, you know, we break down into the foundational components. We have to kind of deconstruct what people are doing in all of the things in their life that have maybe led them to dysfunction, maybe a diastasis, maybe um, muscle imbalance or poor movement patterns or poor posture or neglect of the core muscles. And we wanna kind of deconstruct 
what's going on and break it down into the component movements, help them with their alignment, get that sensory feedback, their neuromuscular re-education. So we're activating the correct muscles, the correct amount. And then we work on that co-contraction between core muscles and other muscles and coordination. So the core is working while you're doing something else with another muscle. And then we build endurance. And ultimately, the ultimate goal is for you to have a functionally strong core, a core that a core and pelvic floor, which is a part of your core, core muscles that actually have the capacity to hold you up all day without pain, dysfunction, or something failing, right? And to have the endurance and confidence to do the things you want to do in your life without hurting yourself, without instability, or some kind of failure going on in muscles or muscle groups or joints. And so the, you know, really the real life demands of the core is about creating opportunities and, and giving you guys strategies. And we give you a lot of those things in our whole process at the tummy team. Our functional core advanced course is basically a way for us to take like the key foundational components of the, the rehab process and expand your knowledge of that, kind of give you some additional strategies, but really our goal is to give you opportunity after opportunity how to functionally integrate your alignment, your strength, your awareness into the things that you do all the time in your real life and whatever that may be. And so the way that we have structured this new course is basically it's an eight week course and um, each week there's a foundational component it's like the, the main theme of that week that everything is based on. And then there's a, a common compensation component. Like what is the thing that sabotages most people? What are, the, what are the things that really mess with people in this area? And how can we address that or be aware of it and kind of look for that and recognize it in itself as a compensation and that, that it's not actually the ideal strategy and then we offer some releases, some specific releases related to that foundational component and the common compensations. And then we work on integration. How do we integrate this into some real life things that most people have to do in their real life? And then we finish each week with some challenge, which means asking the muscles to do more by giving you kind of a fitness component, um, a challenge where you're actually going to use the muscles in co-contraction and coordination with other muscle groups to challenge your body in whatever that foundational component is. So we picked eight kind of areas like that we were addressing. And the first one is um, we're going to go deeper into the breath and um, the breathing component of activating your core is foundational, is essential, and it also trips people up. But there's more than just that initial belly breath. It's how we breathe in everyday life. It's how we breathe when we are exercising, when we're exerting effort, when we're running, when we're walking, when we're, you know, resting, um, when we're challenged, or when we're stressed, right? And, and helping people recognize that maybe how they've been using their breath has been sabotaging them. You know, there's a lot of tension and um, strain in 
accessory respiratory muscles that are recruited far too often because our primary respiratory muscles are locked up by tight compensation muscles. So like if our diaphragm isn't moving freely because our um, chest muscles are really tight and it's putting our rib cage at a, a weird angle so our diaphragm can't fully expand, then we're you know, starting to use like upper neck muscles to breathe. And then that causes neck pain. Do you see how like there's always a chain chain reaction to what's going on? So the first week we're going to talk more about the breath. The second week we go into a deeper, we call it deeper connection. And we're going to talk about connection and massage and, um, and giving you lots of different strategies on how to really feel the right muscles for the right reasons, doing the right amount of intensity. Um, then, then week three is advanced information on neutral pelvis. Neutral pelvis, we go over um, in all of our courses. It's essential for active core and active pelvic floor function. Um, but we are going to talk about neutral pelvis in a squat and in a stand and when you're bending over and when you're doing chores and when you're taking care of your kids and in all different types of areas. Um, then we have a week dedicated to active walking and how we move how we move on our feet and really kind of helping people grasp that and incorporate that more into their everyday life. And then we have a week on advanced neutral rib cage, really looking at where we're compensating in that upper body and how to release and retrain those muscles um, it more effectively to use the muscles around your back and your shoulders and your neck and your jaw and your rib cage in a way that um, really supports and stabilizes your body so that you can use your arms and your upper your upper body more effectively. And then the last three weeks of the functional core are dedicated to uh, transitions back into fitness and sports. So we have a week on fitness minutes, um, more of like, you know, general exercise workout type stuff, kind of like our core smart fitness um, mindset. But then we really have gotten so many questions over the years about specific sports that people, you know, long to return to or have returned to, but are struggling with doing it in a core connected way, in a tummy safe or tummy smart way. So week seven, I unpack a bunch of low impact sports um, and week eight, I go through a lot of high impact sports and the difference between low impact and high impact is high impact involves running and jumping and low impact doesn't. Um, and so I've kind of identified, gosh, over 20 different sports, um, that I will break down and kind of give, um, strategies and components within each of those things. So what I want to, what I'm going to do in this podcast, and I'm going to have a part two to this podcast. So what I'm going to do in part one of this podcast is really talk about the integration component of all of these weeks that we do in functional, in the functional core advanced course. So each week we have um, an integration focus and the integration focus is where I try to identify areas in our life where we can um, be integrating the the tools and strategies um, that you have, you know, embraced from your 
core rehab process into things that you do most days, if not every day. And I do this within every one of our courses. You know, I teach you how to stretch your calves while you're brushing your teeth. And I teach you how to do that stretch in the shower or what to do in the car. And I really try to make it functional from the beginning. Um, And so some of that is going to be a little bit of review, but I take it a step further in this course where I really, um, I filmed this all over my house um, and I filmed it outside in my yard and outside of my car and in my bathroom while I'm sitting on the toilet with the seat down Um, and, you know, in the shower, you know, what that would look like and just all, everything that I could possibly think of um, that that I I do to integrate into my own life and how I help and coach clients to integrate into their lives. So we're going to go through those in this section of the podcast. And then I'm going to do a part two where I'm going to um, deconstruct and reconstruct a bunch of the sports, um, the low impact and high impact sports that we talk about in the course um, to kind of give you guys an overview or you know, a look at that, but it's too much for one podcast. So we're going to split it into two. All right. So let's talk about life integration, right? Real life demands for the core. And it all comes down to creating opportunities, setting up your environment, setting up your, um, your car seat or your chair or the things that you are using in your office, um, to help work for you again and then instead of against you okay so we're going to start with um car okay everybody gives me feedback all the time oh i still i still do my belly breaths in the car i still always sit with that lumbar support in the car makes me so happy so car is um for me is a no-brainer let's set up the car to work for you because you're sitting there you're already looking straight ahead hopefully because you're driving. Um, If you have young children, they're strapped in and they can't get to you. So this is really some me time here. I I know it sounds kind of silly, but it is a little bit of me time because only you can be in your seat. You don't have a kid on your seat. You don't have a kid on your lap. You know, you and most car seats um, have a certain amount of integrity to them. Now, they're not all set up great, but they have some integrity, right? So you want to look at your alignment. We're looking at neutral pelvis, neutral rib cage here. So you want to be sitting all the way back on those sit bones. And most cars are going to need additional lumbar support. We, we um, have a mesh lumbar support that we have on our Amazon's favorites list. If you haven't seen our Amazon's favorites list under our free resources at thetummyteam.com, it's a great place to look at all the things that I kind of think, oh, this would be a great little tool. Um, And you don't have to get it from Amazon, but you know, Amazon is just a convenient way for us to kind of um, show you what we're talking about um, without having that for us to sell all the all the stuff. You don't need to buy it from us. You just need to get what you need. You can also use a towel, roll up a towel for lumbar support. You can use a small pillow for lumbar support. What I like about the mesh one is it usually just gives you just enough without giving you too much. Um, you, The reason you need some lumbar support is that if you do not have it and your car has a little bit more of a bucket seat, what happens is your lumbar spine starts to 
sink into that bucket part and then your bum slowly slides out and before you know it you're sitting like a kidney bean and i want you to be sitting long lean and lifted on your sit bones with your pelvis and your rib cage aligned so you often need to adjust your seat bring the back of your seat up maybe if you can adjust the seat so it tilts forward a little bit instead of sinks back different cars have different amounts of adjustment you want your head to be on the head the back the neck support the you know in a way that doesn't thrust your neck forward but keeps you upright and sometimes you have to adjust your headrest um, sometimes you have to turn the headrest on backwards or sometimes you have to add a wedge to the upper part of your your chair to get your head in the right position some of the new headrests push your head way forward because you're assuming that you're sitting in a reclined position um, and your head has to be supported like that if you're in a reclined position for them to pass or crash chest. But if you sit upright, now that head rest pushes your head too far forward and you feel like you know, you're know you jutting your neck out. So that sometimes can be a little bit of a trick. But you want to you want to play around with that because it's something that a lot of people drive at least once a day. Some of you are in the car a lot, some of you not so much, but you want to create the opportunity. So you want to get everything aligned because this is going to be a great place to practice some of your deep belly breaths. That shush and that engage. This is also a great place when your hands on the on the steering wheel to do some of the upper back activation um, things that we do. Some shoulder rolls, some elongation of your neck, really getting yourself into those really long, lean, supported postures in the car. Watching that you're not sitting crooked all the time, that you're not sitting slumped all the time that um, your body is aligned and supported well because the more opportunities you create for your core to hold you up and stabilize you, the more strength, functional core strength, you will develop in that muscle. So we're trying to build it in so it becomes muscle memory. So the car is the first place we look. The second place we look is your office or desk area. What is the setup there, right? So you wanna think about your chair. Do you have a chair that you can be on your sit bones with lumbar support and your pelvis and your rib cage aligned and your body elongated? Or does your chair make you recline all the time? Or does your chair, or do you sit on the couch in a slumpy position all the time? Do you need to change out your chair? Do you need to add some lumbar support with a pillow? Or do you need to add um, some, some seat depth? With a pillow, it's too long and your feet don't hit the ground, so you have to, you know, kind of slump to get your feet to the ground or something like that. You want to think about the chair. You want to think about that alignment with the chair. You also want to look at where are your eyes looking when you're sitting at your desk. If you're looking down at your computer or down at a screen, you need to try the best you can to bring those those eye line, that eye line right at, so your eyes are on the horizon. So if you need to bring your, um, your, your monitor, elevate your monitor up, or there are some supports for your laptop that you can elevate your lap, laptop. And I have one of those on my Amazon's favorites list, um, where you can elevate that screen a little bit. You might need a separate keyboard so that because where your hands need to be and where your eyes need to be don't always match up on a laptop. 
Um, you want to give yourself pit stops and breaks, stretches throughout your day because you want to do some stuff standing if you can. You want to do some elongating overhead stretches. You want to do some deep breaths. If you have the option to do some standing at a desk and some sitting, some sitting at the edge of your chair, some sitting with full back support, giving your body that variety, stretching periodically, recognizing that you your um, desk time can sometimes be a time warp and all of a sudden, you know, two hours have gone by and you've been sitting, you know, hunched forward with your neck jetting out, that is going to, you know, affect your body. You want to create the opportunities. One of the little tricks that I often do for people that work from home, because it seems like people that work from home can become a little lazy with their, their work environment differently than when you work um, in an office where somebody might see you, <laughs> you tend to hold your posture differently when you are in a professional workspace than you do if you are working from home. And so one of my tricks that I do for my people that are working from home, which is so many of us now, right, is um, have a mirror kind of off to the side um, in your office where you can see yourself out of the corner of your eye and you can you can notice what your posture looks like. Um, awareness is 50% of the solution. If you're not aware of it, you won't change it. So once you're aware of it, that's only 50%. It's not going to solve the problem. Once you're aware of it, the other solution is the tools and strategies that you implement. Okay, so once you see it, you need to look at, for ways to make a change so that whatever you're doing the most is going to win. All right. All right, the next kind of daily integration we go over is bathroom. Um, so there's several different aspects of the bathroom. One is on the toilet, potty posture, squatty potty, um, thinking about what alignment you're in. Are you hunched over? Are you holding your breath bearing down? Are you collapsed and looking at your phone? Um, remember that your core and pelvic floor muscles are part of your digestive system and the support of those muscles help your GI tract function better. And poor GI function can lead to bloating and constipation that then results in holding your breath, bearing down, and pushing out on your tummy and your pelvic floor, which causes core and pelvic floor dysfunction. So it, you see the little cycle there? If, if you're in a poor alignment, the muscles don't work well, then it causes a dysfunction, and then you have to use a poor comp compensation pattern to get out of that dysfunction, and then we're in that cycle again. But if we are in a good potty posture, we're exhaling, shh, engaging our core, learning how to get that disassociation between the core and the pelvic floor for bowel movements and for urination so that we're not holding our breath and bearing down, we're not pushing out and pushing down, this is really key. Um, I also feel like sometimes the bathroom is a great time to uh, kind of implement some of the the abdominal massage that can be really key for um, digestive function and connection to your abdominals. So that could be like the time that you just build that into your routine. Um, outside of like on the toilet, there are other things that we consistently do in the bathroom. We wash our hands, we brush our teeth, we put on our makeup, our shave, or we fix our hair. We look, I call all of this kind of mirror time when we're in front of the vanity with the mirror. 
Um, this is a great time to be hinging, not hunching when we bend over the sink. This is a great time to implement some of the stretches, the standing calf stretch, the forward bend hamstring stretch, um, an overhead standing QL stretch. These are all really good times to build some of those things into your daily routine when you are brushing your teeth twice a day kind of build that into your routine or every time after you wash your hands you also rub your tummy building things that are into your daily routine in, um, to also build in some self-care and core care that we need for you know for ongoing connection to our core um, the shower I also feel like is a key place to integrate um, some stretches the shower heats up your muscles, so they're more pliable and easier to stretch. Shower is often a place where you have a little bit of alone time. It's already where you're doing a little bit of what basic self-care, washing your hair, washing your body. Um, so I like to do kind of some chest opening stretches in there, some anterior neck stretches in there, some standing QL stretches, even modified downward dog. All those those things, some belly breaths, some some abdominal massage, you know, with the soap, um, kind of really taking a moment to really kind of piggyback self care that you are already doing with additional self care strategies that are helpful for you to be consistent with to have ongoing, um, you know, connection to this part of our body. All right, so those are kind of not all the things you can do for integration in your bathroom time, but kind of the most common things that, that I help people integrate. Um, and that's not even including, you know, when you're in the bathroom for your kids, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, then we have like some other, like while you're watching TV, while evening time, that could be good strategies. Um, I, we have at our house, we have like, a, people laugh. It's like a little, self-care tools kit that's um right in a basket right beside our tv and it's got like our foam rollers in it. it's it got a yoga mat in it it's got some massage tools some um different things that we use to to massage and to kind of work out some of the tension from the day and any given evening while we're watching the shows that we watch um, somebody in the family will be on the foam roller. Another person will have the little S massage tool or the little massage gun working on something. Um, and so we use that time, but to, to help kind of take care of whatever our body needs a little extra support with that day. Um, but really thinking about how you're sitting on the couch, it can be your casual relaxed time, but it also can be um, an opportunity to kind of not be in a slumped collapsed posture. And as you start improving your posture um, in all these other areas, you'll find that it's not comfortable to be kind of slouched and co collapsed. Even if you're cuddling up watching a movie, you can still do that in a way that you're more kind of reclined than, than kind of, you know, sucked into the couch. And, and sometimes that is adding some pillows. Sometimes that is um, thinking about like the seat depth. How deep is your couch? Do I have to shorten up my seat depth by bringing my feet up onto the couch, like sitting crisscross or um, adding a pillows behind so my feet can be on the floor or putting an ottoman underneath me so I can put my feet up, but also keeping my bum all the way back. Thinking about all of those things of like how you're sitting on the couch and how you're um, 
kind of using that time to maybe um, do a couple stretches or even kind of stretch on the floor for a little bit and then get up on the couch or wherever you like to sit for watching. Um, before bed can also be another great like kind of daily integration routine of like you know most of us have a before bed routine that we do already from you know putting on lotion or taking our makeup off or brushing our teeth or you know um you know brushing our hair or doing certain stretches so I like to before bed kind of have a certain level of stretches that that we integrate before bed, sitting QL, maybe the Jesus pose, maybe the double knees to chest, um, trunk rotation, um, just even spending some time without the pillow laying completely flat. I often use this time to incorporate some abdominal massage with the, the tummy um, belly balm that we have, the toning tummy belly balm, because it can be really nurturing to your skin and the scent of it is very calming and relaxing and it can help you sleep and it can also help you know um, calm your your system down to kind of get into that abdominal massage right before you go to bed so kind of some of those things and then taking some nice deep cleansing breaths before you go, go to bed it's a really good way to relax and calm your system before you kind of are trying to like drift off into sleep so you're not taking that tension with you from the day into your evening you kind of start fresh with a fresh slate a lot of times when people are struggling with pain in the morning if we have a good bedtime routine we can resolve some of that um then other stuff that people are doing throughout the day cleaning chores like things that basic cleaning chores just like loading the dishwasher um you know folding laundry um, changing the laundry from the washer to the dryer, sweeping, vacuuming, um, you know, cleaning the windows or the sliding glass door, cleaning the, the glass door in your with the squeegee in your shower, things like that. L looking at how are we bending? How are we squatting? Where are we breathing? You know, are we um, doing kind of a, a hinge at the hips, keeping our core nice and elongated are we um exhaling and engaging when we pull that wet laundry out and put it into the neck into the dryer um are we kind of using some of the golfer's reach or or kind of a squat type movement for some of the things that you need to reach down low for and really looking at what your alignment is not getting so consumed by the task that you forget that your body actually has to perform that task but looking at like you know kind of chores that we all have to do and how can we make these chores be an opportunity for me to be connected to my core I always think that if it's if it's something significant that you could hurt yourself doing then it's also significant that you could make yourself stronger by doing it so if you could hurt yourself by vacuuming, which I can't tell you how many people say their back kills them after they're vacuuming. If that is something that can hurt your back, it's also something that can strengthen your back. So it's about where are you bending? Where, where are, where is your head at? Well, how are you looking and how can you elongate hinge at your hips? How can you be in more of like a lunge when you go forward and back? How can you exhale 
and engage when you're pulling that broom near you, where when you're reaching over your head to clean that sliding glass door. How can you elongate and stay connected to your core when you're doing some of those, you know, high reaching dusting activities? Um, when you're pulling this, you know, that that last corner of the fitted sheet, can you do a kind of a shh, exhale and engage your core? while you're pulling so that you're using these tools and strategies and implementing them and integrating them into the things that you have to do throughout your day. And yes, initially, um, you're having to be more intentional about it. You're having to think it through, right? You're having to maybe deconstruct that activity and then reconstruct it differently. And it may take a little bit more time at first, but if in the end, You've created a, a strategy to do that task in a way that reinforces and your core strength and strengthens your functional core strength while you're doing something you do every day or almost every day or at least weekly, then that is a win-win and it's worth the investment of time and the thought process to figure that out. We give you lots of strategies in the course, but these are things I want you just thinking about. You could be thinking about right now without even doing the course. Um, parenting postures is another thing. There's so many things. Um, we, we have a, a long series of videos that we've, we've um, compiled for free on YouTube about uh, newborn parenting postures because there's just so much of the same thing over overuse symptoms on a really weak core right because you just gave birth and now you're holding a baby all day long and you're nursing a baby all day long or you're carrying a car seat or you're changing diapers and so we we address all of those key things but we also in this course address other things about parenting um like how we're helping our you know elementary school or, or toddlers get dressed, how we're helping them in the bathtub, um, being in that tall kneel position, using a, a stool as a kind of squat spot um, by the door when you're helping with, with um, putting on shoes and tying shoes and um, really looking at how we're adjusting our height level to the height of the little people in our lives. Are we bringing them up taller by putting them up on the counter to, to help them with their shoes? Or are we bringing ourselves lower um, in a supported way, uh, like sitting on a chair to zip up their, their stuff or to braid their hair as opposed to bending over to braid their hair? Really thinking about those things that you're doing all the time and can we... Um, adjust our alignment and adjust our environments consistently so we already have these zones in our world like you know I always sit here when I brush and braid their hair or I always use this stool when I am you know squatting to help with shoelaces or socks or you know I I'm always using this um, rolled up mat when I am helping Neil in the shower or in the over the bathtub to help them rinse their hair or, you know, wash their bodies in, in the tub, you know, really kind of creating some of those zones for you as the parent to create opportunities to not just protect your body, but to promote an optimal alignment and the best strategies you could get without having to think, oh, yeah, I should have done that differently, <laughs> which we all do, but then do it differently. Once you think it, do it. Um, the other things that we cover in the functional core course are errands, 
Um, and like, so thinking about just like how we stand, walk, sit, move in our real life. So how are we standing in the grocery store? How are we pushing that grocery cart? How are we, um, waiting in line at the bus? How are we, um, you know, waiting for our kids to get out of school? How are we sitting at their activities, at their sporting events? Um, how are we, um, you know, how are we moving while we're waiting in line at the post office and how we're carrying, you know, those packages in and out, how we're carrying the groceries in and out, how we're unloading the car and the trunk and really thinking about those everyday errands as additional opportunities. This more than more than what you're doing at the gym or, at, you know, on the field, if you're playing a sport more than that. This is what consumes most of your day. And these are the places that people hurt themselves is, you know, taking the dog food out of the back of the car, you know, or doing, um, you know, how they, you know, sat at that soccer tournament in that terrible camp chair for, you know, three soccer games in a row. Those are the things that add up in a negative way, but also could add up in a positive way. So um, thinking about those, how we stand, sit, walk, and move. And are we elongated? Are we choosing the, the best, most supportive seats to put ourselves in the optimal alignments to reinforce it? And we're not looking for 100% here. We are happy with any improvement you make. But there are, you're going to start to become aware that certain um certain things become unconditional or, you know, non-negotiable, maybe is the better word, where you are like, it, I'm never going to sit in that camp chair again. That is not a great option for me. I'm going to invest in a better chair. My kids in soccer all year. I'm on soccer fields for months and months and I want to watch their games and I want to feel good. So I'm going to have a better a better folding chair and I'm going to bring a little out indoor outdoor pillow and put that behind my back and this is how I'm going to sit when I'm at these games and and that investment in what your body is being required to do for something you enjoy doing or you're required to do maybe you don't enjoy it but you have to do it do it well all right and then the last kind of functional integration that we cover is outdoor chores um, we get lots of questions about gardening um, and farm life and, you know, livestock and chickens and goats and, you know, horses and, you know, mucking out stalls and all of that stuff. And obviously I can't cover every possible scenario, but there are some things that kind of cross over, um, into those outdoor chores and some, some outdoor chores you may just not be strong enough to do well. So you might need to look for strategies like having a a rolling cart that you carry the the you know the buckets of feed from you know where you get it to where where you know you have to feed the goats and then you just unload and load the the cart as opposed to carry the bucket that far. Um Long-handled tools for gardening, um, using a hoe and a small rake to to weed versus bending, 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 um, can be really key. If you do need to get down on your knees, then then 
kind of either use a little stool to, to sit well and hinge at your hips or tall kneel on a, on, you know, a padded pad, a gardening pad or a rolled up blanket or rolled up yoga mat um, so that you can hinge really watching how much you're just hunching over and hunching over and hunching over. Recognizing a lot of times people get hurt because they put, whether they put or there is an actual timeline on, you know, I need to get all the seeds in or I need to plant the whole garden this weekend because this is the last weekend I can get it all in or I need to do this whole entire task at this one time. If you, it's a fatigue thing. So you want to give yourself lots of pit stops, stretch before and after, really use those long handle tools, learning how to hinge, exhale and engage on the effort, even if that just is when you pull the rake or when you exhale and you kind of put your foot down on that uh, on that shovel, you know, to kind of get dig in that kind of um, when you lift, when your muck installs and you're kind of lifting that hay out, you kind of have to scoop it up and exhale and engage on the lift. Um, if you're pushing a, a wheelbarrow or a cart of some kind, you're going to exhale and engage and then keep your core engaged throughout that activity. You need to ident- or recognize how physically challenging some of those activities are. And can you break it up into pieces? Can you get help? Can you add, um, you know, add strategies like, you know, something that rolls or something that you can move in pieces um, to your task to make it work better for you? If it's something you have to do all the time, you need to find the best strategy to do that well. Um, you know, and so, some people have have sent me stuff about how, you know, they redesigned their chicken coop so that now, you know, it's really easy to get the eggs. It's really easy to clean it out. Um, they've, you know, redesigned where they put, um, you know, the grain in their in their barn or they've, um, you know, put a couple of their planters as raised planter beds instead of everything da- being down on the ground Um and just kind of looking at different strategies that will work for you so that you can continue to live the life you love and do the things that you feel called to do without um, jeopardizing your body. The, the, the bottom line is all of those things can be really great for your core, but you really have to create the opportunities and set up the environment. And sometimes it means really deconstructing what this is, taking a moment to think it through. Sometimes we've just been doing the same thing for so long that we forget that, oh, there might be a different way to do this that is more effective for meeting all of our goals, not just, you know, doing this one task. All right. So that, you know, I know that's just a ton of different scenarios and different options. But honestly, this is this is life. This is how we are strong for the life that we love and strong for the life we are meant to live. And it may feel like, oh, gosh, you're overthinking every little thing you do. And yeah, maybe that's a little bit fair. Um, But it's also just creating opportunities, looking at how you can have your life work for you and create this functionally strong core that allows you to do all the things you love to do with once, once you get beyond the overthinking it and setting up the strategies, once you have that, you have it. And then 
it's empowering that you can do all of these things um, that used to maybe make you feel vulnerable or you make you worn out. And now they're empowering and they make you feel great. Um, and it's almost like your, your life becomes your workout. Um, so that is part one of this two part podcast. And, um, it's, it's really, you know, the basis of our functional core, um, advanced course and, and why we're doing, and in the course, you know, I have videos and strategies and I demonstrate a lot of stuff. Like I said, I filmed it all over my house and outside my house and, um, all different places, um, so that I could really help you see, how this actually works and giving you those those kind of next level beyond the basics um, tools to be strong for the life you're meant to live. All right. So we're going to add some podcast notes, kind of some resources. And um, as soon as our functional core course is live, we will also put a link to that in the podcast notes. It's not quite ready. I have like four more videos to film and then we have a, some stuff to work t- to pull pull the whole thing together but as soon as we know when that's going live it will be um, connected to this podcast um, but we wanted you to really know kind of the heart behind this next level of the course and give you kind of a heads up on what things you could be doing in your life all right so if there are things also that you aren't quite sure how to do reach out to us you know, there, I do e-sessions with people, helping them problem solve stuff like this all the time. But, you know, reach out to us and see if there's a way we can help you. All right. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to listen to part two, which we're going to talk about sports and how to return to some of the sports that you may love. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to get more information, check out all that we do at thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you were meant to live.